0: Hey night owls. Welcome to uh next episode of Isn't it past your bedtime? I'm Rachel. And I'm Krista. This week, um, we figured we would kind of get started on our TBRs. I know Krista said she only got one book for Christmas, but I got quite a few. So my TBR has grown. Also, I kind of failed at like tackling my TBR list last year. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I like read for the podcast a lot, but on my own, I've still got lots of things that aren't necessarily like in our theme, you know, that just didn't get to. Well,
1: last year for me, I felt like I would just find a book, like it'd be brand new to me and be like, oh, I'll read that one versus like here are books that are already on my shelf or like, (sighs) here's a book that I've been wanting to read and wanting to read and wanting to read and just haven't. And so I'd be like, oh, somebody posted this one on Bookstagram. I'm going to get it from the library and read it right now. Like, guilty
0: I'm so guilty of that all the time I would just get a new book and then I'd read that book instead I'm just like come on I've got like a whole trove so in an effort to work on our TBRs that's what we've got for you this week so tackling some TBR lists I will say that this is uh the one that I picked is not one that's been on my list for very long so I did kind of still do the thing where I just picked the new book um I will say, though, that I started another book that's on my TBR, so, like, it kind of kick me into doing the TBR, so I think it's still
1: a success. Okay. I'll, you'll allow it? <laughs> I'll, I'll allow it. I mean, I don't really have much of a choice, because I don't have anything else to force you to talk about, so. I mean, I could I could just find a thing. Just, like,
0: <laughs> pick a book from your apartment.
1: <laughs> All right.
0: Well, um, I'm doing the one that you got me, actually. Because I, I really love the cover, and it's- it just, like, really sucked me.
1: It's beautiful. Yep. So I've read it. The cover is beautiful. It's a great book. Oh, I'm so excited. It's beautiful.
0: So um, I read a Darling Rose Gold, a Stephanie Roble novel. Is it W silent? I think so.
1: Because otherwise, I think it'd be so. What? Because I was like, Roble? Roble sounds right. Yeah. Roble sounds like it'd be right.
0: Roble. I know that sounds mean. No, it's just Roble. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> I did Darling Rose Gold. And the reason that I chose to do this book was honestly because uh, it is basically like straight out of like Gypsy Rose's <laughs> handbook. Yeah, it's like. Um, it's do you remember that based. case with like Gypsy Rose Blanchard and her mom Dee Dee with yeah, it's the, like the Munchausens? Like yeah, loosely based
1: off of that story, isn't it?
0: I I think so it doesn't really reference it and I didn't see it written on here anywhere that it was because I was kind of looking to see if they said anything about it maybe there's like an author's forward afterwards I don't know now I'm looking I just Um, think I
1: remember reading online some of the reviews some people gave it like knocked off a star because they said that it was basically that and I was like but this is a fiction story why are you knocking off a star so it was just people on the internet that made me think that I don't know if it actually is or not
0: I don't know Either way, it wouldn't surprise me if this author did use that story to kind of kickstart this idea, but I do know, based on the Gypsy Rose story, that this is not where it goes. <laughs> okay. I couldn't that's, remember everything pretty much word in. about-
1: her like actual story so i didn't know how much it related in real life
0: yeah so there are definitely some similarities so if you listener are familiar then um you would definitely see a lot of parallels in here this story is based around rose gold and her mother patty watts who was i mean there's no secret what the book is about her mother was sent to jail for munchausen's basically keeping her daughter sick when she wasn't actually sick because she liked the attention so it's like a very specific illness in which someone usually a, a parent keeps their child or someone else around them sick so that they can get attention and go to the doctor and feel smart usually there's some narcissism involved uh, yeah or a lot of narcissism involved <laughs> um so basically that's what the story is um but it's not really about the abuse that um rose gold uh experienced although it is it's not not about that. Um, but the story itself is really more about kind of what happens after, like what happened after, like what their relationship is like. Um, I don't really want to tell you about the book. I don't want I'm not going to go through all the points. I want to, um, kind of give you a summary of like what you're going to experience. And then we'll, we'll talk about some pros and cons. Um, yeah, thank you. (laughs) You know, (laughs) just trying to give myself some structure in my life. Um, (laughs) So, Patty does go to jail, and Rose Gold has a hard time forgiving her mother or even talking to her after the events that transpired in her life. Um, You know, she never really realized that she was being abused. She had people in her life that she spoke to about some of the things that were going on um, in her household, and they kind of helped her realize that that's not really normal. (laughs) You know, it's not really normal or it's suspicious that only your mother's food makes you sick and like not everything makes you sick. And she start she started telling stories about Rose gold's health when she was still an infant. So it's like, we don't know if any of that was true, that she was, you know, not breathing at night, but you also get to see Patty's perspective here, which I think is really interesting um, because the chapters alternate between Patty and Rose gold. So you definitely get to see kind of both sides and Patty's like not really what you would expect, <laughs> Like, she totally is. She's absolutely controlling. She's absolutely, like, wants things done the way she wants them done. I think it's very clear that she did make her daughter sick. I mean, she was convicted. (laughs) Like, that's very clear. But you also get to see a little bit of, like, kind of how it started and how it kind of starts as, like, a mother's innocent concern for her child. Like, She's a new mom and she has had no experience really with babies and she doesn't know what to do, you know? So like, you can kind of see how it can be a slippery slope. And so I really thought that that was a really great perspective. And so the story kind of goes from there where Rose gold and her mother try to patch up their relationship a little bit. And, you know, her mom leaves jail and she ends up staying with Rose gold. And it's kind of about how the things that Rose experienced Rose gold, sorry, she prefers Rose gold. Yes.
1: I was like proper name, full name
0: i know i'm sorry it slipped i tried really (laughs) hard it's a lot of name um i I think it's really pretty though um i think it's actually very sweet and so like her her father's you know not around and so she kind of gets to learn about like where she's from and a little bit more about like the circumstances in which her mother found herself uh, that led to roses rose gold circumstances um you kind of get to see what childhood trauma looks like as an adult at least this very specific um circumstance and uh i do think that there's a lot of examples of like kind of nature versus nurture here because rose gold is her mother's daughter you know she's gonna have some of these same tendencies that's what she was around but she also was like taken in by kind of a town that's like really here to support her and so she does get that support so it's not that she doesn't get it she just gets it later in life and she doesn't get it in the way that she's like wants it um so I thought this was a really great story. Um, I can see why people would knock a star off because it was too similar, but this is really not where it goes. Um, I mean, she does, you know, meet a guy online and like there are there are similarities, but like they didn't hire, she didn't hire this guy to murder her mom. That didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> so this book was, yeah. Um, So some of the big pros is that I thought that it really tackled Munchausen's pretty well without being like direct about Munchausen's. Like it didn't feel clinical or anything like that, but it definitely kind of gave you like what the personality would be like, um, the circumstances, uh, what that can look like, even though it could be innocent, um, other people's perspective, kind of the way a town or other people can influence relationships um, so I thought it really did a very in-depth like character development and the way it flushed out all of the characters and supporting characters. So I loved that about this book. It was a really easy read. Um, I went through it in like a day. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, I think- was like, I'm going to read this tonight,
1: Krista. It's just like, yeah. okay. I think when I read it, I knocked it out in a day too. I was like, I was, I started, I was like, well, I can't stop. I started on like a lunch break and then was mad. I had to go back to work and I was like, dang it.
0: Right. And it does have some really good twists and turns. I didn't, I didn't really see the end coming. I didn't expect that at all. Um, we'll talk about that later. Uh, <laughs> but like, uh, I, I thought they did a really good job laying out the story in a constructive way, I guess, while still being very interesting. Um, cons, I don't really have a lot of cons. I do think that some of the details that are given are a little bit graphic. So maybe keep that in mind, Um, kind of the way they describe some of the abuse. And then like some of the, just the, there's a lot of like malicious, like mindset and actions and things that kind of go down in this book, which kind of comes with being in these circumstances. But um, so I would say that's like kind of the biggest con, but it's not even really a con for the book. It's just more like a warning Yeah, (laughs) has what you would expect from a story about. A mother who abused her daughter yeah
1: much talking by proxy i feel like that can be expected
0: exactly so um i didn't really have any cons i thought this was very well laid out i don't know you've read this book did you think that there were what did you, was there something you didn't like about this book you read it too
1: i don't think so i mean i pretty much loved all of it like one thing that i really loved that the author did is that there were times where i actually was on patty the mom's side and like i felt bad for patty at yeah. some times. like i would find myself being like oh my gosh this poor woman and then being like wait no like she was convicted of doing these terrible terrible things why do i feel bad for her but like mm-hmm. because like you were saying the chapter is flip-flop like and you get kind of her perspective and you could see where she's coming from and how she is so terrified that like her infant child who she doesn't know what to do with infants i mean that's terrifying they're little baby humans like, i'm afraid of that exactly so like <laughs> I'm you see where, of that you see where she's coming from and you start to almost right. feel bad for her and then mm-hmm. i had to constantly remind myself and be like no she's She's not a very good person, like rein it in, rein it in. But But I think it's also
0: like, it really illustrates how like something innocent, like an innocent act, like can lead you to like something that's very dark, you know, Mm -hmm. like it's a slippery slope and it depends on what you do with it and what you do next. Because, you know, Patty was always just going to the next doctor if they said no, or to the next thing and like literally making her child sick because she thought that they would then pay attention that there was actually something wrong. Cause I truly think that she actually thought there was something wrong with rose gold. Like she really did, but she just couldn't figure out the right way to go about helping her. Yeah.
1: No, yeah. I don't think so. I had any cons with it really. I thought, like you said, it was a quick yeah. read, which was nice. It moved along well. And and like you said, same totally. thing. Like I did not see the ending coming at all. Like, yeah,
0: see, it was totally a
1: twist. Like multiple I had no times idea. I, was, I was like, oh, this is where we're going. And then something would happen. And I'd be like, what?
0: How did we? Yeah. I would like ah! go back a couple of pages. I'd be like, wait a minute. Did i miss something nope nope that's happening that's, okay yeah. that's where we're it, going
1: yeah so that's why i love it that's why i got it. i got it for you and i got it for my mom i think my mom read it in about two and a half hours she was like oh it was yes. really good i finished it so fast see three people great book okay five yeah. out of five stars on this one best gift you are my official book picker <laughs> <laughs> awesome so. well i'm just gonna jump right in on mine i also this one hasn't been on my tbr all that long because i think it was published in october of 2020 Mm. but okay i've wanted to read it since it came out and then the wait at the library i think by the time i finally caved and just said i'm gonna buy it on kindle because it was like i mean it was still actually normal kindle prices i didn't even get on a sale at kindle or anything but like i think i was number 78 for like the hardback and like 120 for the ebook from the library by the time i decided to buy it so it's a very popular book it has a lot of really good reviews. I have seen some people not like it, and I'll talk about that at the end, about, like, why I think maybe they don't like it. But I read The Midnight Library by Matt Haig. Is I think how you say it? H-A-I-G? Hog? Haig? I think it's Haig. I don't know. Uh, that's what I'm going to go with. Matt, <laughs> if it's wrong, let us know.
0: I think I got this book for Susie
1: for Christmas. It has, like, a beautiful, like, blue cover and, like, little yep. windows and it's stuff. It's, like, blue
0: and, like, got coral and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I definitely did. I can't wait to hear about this because yeah. I want to read this book too.
1: Yeah, it's super good. So there's trigger warning on. not so trigger warning of suicide. It is. It doesn't. It doesn't take up the whole book, but how you get to the midnight library is the main character commits suicide. So okay. I'm just so gonna throw early. that out there. Yeah, it's fairly early in the book. Um, I so the main character, her name is Nora, and I believe that she is on antidepressants and she's been prescribed sleeping pills like just to kind of help her along and stuff like that but either way all these things happen all these things come up doesn't really matter necessarily what it is I mean it definitely builds the story for you while you're reading it that makes you realize how she's gotten to the place she is but for me my retelling of it you can read it and you can see all these things that led her to this decision but she decides to commit suicide she like calls her brother leaves a voicemail leaves a note all these things and she, like, comes to, and she's in this library. And there is a woman there, the librarian. Her name is Miss Elm. And Miss Elm was Nora's librarian when she was in elementary school. And Miss Elm, like, really helped her. Like, she would, like, skip recess on a rainy day, and she'd go play chess with Miss Elm. And Miss Elm kind of, like, helped her, like, become, like, who she wanted to be and was, like, like at the time, Nora was really into, like, glaciers and miss elm was like oh you could be a glaciologist glaciologist you can study glaciers and like kind of like helped her do that like she was like if that's what you want to do like here like you can do anything you want so like Love this that. was like a really important figure in nora's like young childhood life mm-hmm. um and so the midnight library it exists between life and death and like miss elm has to kind of explain this to nora multiple times she's like i'm dead She was like no because The Midnight Library is between life and death. And I don't know. It's like limbo. Yeah. And I don't know how you get to the Midnight Library. I don't know if everybody gets to go to the Midnight Library. Is it just like if you commit suicide? Is it just these things. I don't know how you get there. They don't ever really explain it. Or if they do, it went straight over my head. I have no idea. But so in this, she has a book of regrets. And that's the first book she has to read. And there's super small regrets and there's big regrets and it's every single regret she's ever had in her entire life. And it starts chapter one is her ages zero to one and then you have one to two and it's all the way up to, I think she's 35. So obviously like some chapters are bigger and some are smaller. And then I would hate that some of the regrets, like you might have a, like five years later is when you started regretting this thing. So like the action that you're regretting might not show up in the year that it actually happened and then um if they're a big regret like it might be bold and sometimes they're like fleeting like you'll be looking at the page and it'll kind of be going in and out because it's like a sometime regret like sometimes she regrets this and sometimes not and so like interesting some of them are like super small like oh i regret not exercising today or like i regret saying no to that coffee day or my my financial mismanagement um At this time when Nora commits suicide both of her parents have passed and so like one of them is she regrets not telling her dad that she loved him as often as she wished she had which is super sad but then she has big regrets like calling off her wedding not moving to um, oh shoot where is it not moving somewhere that I can't think of right now. If we Uh, all get one of these I don't want it you have to because like so that's how it works you don't want one you have to, and that's the thing Nora doesn't want to either she's like i don't want to look at it this sounds dumb i don't want to do it you know I can catalog that shit in my brain at night okay yeah and that's it when i die <laughs> that's pretty much exactly what Nora is saying she's like no i know what my regrets are i don't need to do this um australia so like one of her regrets so like after she like called off the the wedding, her best friend was like, just move to Australia with me. We'll do this, and she didn't do that. So like, that's one of her regrets. She was a really great swimmer when she was younger. Like she could have gone like to the Olympics, kind of good. And sh- but she gave it up. So she like she regrets that. And then she was in a band with her brother and her brother's best friend, and they had like a label deal offer. But she like backed out of the band. So she regrets doing that. What? Why would she do any of these weird things? she well they all made sense they all have reasons and so like that's the thing like the book tells you like what led to all of these decisions like why she didn't do any of these things uh like she wanted a gap year after leaving university she didn't do that so she has like all these regrets but every decision that you make creates a new another life that you could have lived you have this whole other one that you could have done and so you pick any regret you have and you open that she can open that book and she gets transported into that life and she becomes the Nora and that life and basically how the midnight yeah basically how the midnight library works is that once you um you'll stay in that life until you have disappointment with it and like it's not something that you can control but as soon as you're like disappointed in this if you're not truly satisfied and truly happy in this life then you're gonna you get sucked back to the midnight library and you have to try again And you basically can keep doing this until something happens in your root life. And like, so as long as like there was something going on and I don't really understand what it was like, Miss Elm kind of explained it and I didn't really follow it. But as long as like things are happening with your root life and you're still in this kind of limbo, then you can stay in the midnight library. But once something like definitive happens in your root life, one way or the other, you leave the midnight library and you can never come back and like that's when you
0: die or, or or live basically yeah yeah it's like, like when you're in a coma when, when yeah, you find out what which way it's gonna go
1: yeah then you don't get to do it anymore and then you can never return to the same book so like if there's a life like she has a life that she kind of really likes and then but she gets sucked back and she's like okay well like put me in one that's like super similar but where like I ro- wore like a red dress instead of a blue dress or something like that and so like she has like so basically, this whole book is her just, like, picking things, like, okay, well, like, what happened if I had studied glaciology, or, like, what happened if I had stayed in the band, or, like, show me a life where I am absolutely, truly, 100% happy. It sounds but like then, torture. But kind of, right? Because you're just stuck, and you have to be doing something. Like, like, at one point, she's like, okay, I'll just stay in the library. And Miss Alma's like, nah, now, you do not really get to play that game. Like, no, you have to do things. You have to make decisions, Nora. You have to make a decision, da-da-da-da. Um, and so, like, some and some of them, like, because, like, in her root life, she doesn't have a really close relationship with her brother. So, like, in some of the lives that she goes to, she has a great relationship with her brother. In some of them, her brother's dead. And some of them, her dad is still alive, but her mom died young. Um, and some of them, like, they're both still alive. So, like, it's all based on these, like, random decisions that like she made like these big not i shouldn't say random i guess they're all mostly these big ones like she doesn't go i will say right now i don't think this is a spoiler but there isn't one where she's like oh show me where i did exercise on that random tuesday like she doesn't try any of those lives to see what happens like she does like she does all the kind of the bigger ones um so she has to look at the book of regress the first time and like later she kind of gets stuck and doesn't know what to do and miss almost like do you want to look at the book of regrets again? And she was like, no, no, I'll pick something. I'll pick, I'll pick a book. I promise. So like, like looking at the book of regrets was like terrible. And she hated it, which is totally understandable. understandable. It's yeah, it sounded horrible, but it's what's super cool is that like, it makes you think like all these regrets that like, I mean, we all have them, but where you're like, oh, I wish this. And then like, she'll go to one and you're like, oh, wow. That like, and that person that I had wish I had done this thing with turns out is, like, terrible. And now my life is trash. Or my life is really great. But all these other things in my root life that I loved are gone now. So, like, yeah, I'm super powerful and awesome and amazing. Um, and then how they explain it is, like, so when she pops into this life, right, like, she has to figure out what's going on. She doesn't have these people's memories. So she has to kind of, like, go with the flow. And, like, like she wakes up, I think, like, in bed with a man one time and has to be like, hello man maybe husband not i don't know she's like ring is a ring yeah so she has to like figure it out like on the fly and the longer that she stays in one like she can start getting like she'll randomly start getting some memories or something like that like the longer she stays Mm -hmm. um but then when she gets pulled back she asked one time she's like what's happened when i get pulled back and she uh miss alma's basically like you ever like walk into a room and all of a sudden forget why you're there so that's why so like, if you're doing something and all of a sudden you're like, huh, what am I doing here? And then your brain fills it in and like fills in the fog for you. It's because somebody from your midnight library, when they were in between life and death, came what? over to your life. But then Shit has been explained. But also then apparently weren't very happy in your life. Would you say? But that's the thing is that like everybody in all of these like book lives that she's going to like for the most part like, I mean they don't know that there are all these other options they could be doing so they're all pretty much content yeah i think a couple of them she goes to and things are way worse but i believe it but then she like can like leave and she can like be like oh i'm displeased and she'll get to go but so some of the things that i really liked about this one is the chapters are some of them are so flipping short like it's like a page and a half like a page and a half on kindle oh whoa and so like you feel like you're making a ton of progress i still read this in like a day so that was good. Uh, I am only giving it like four, four and a half stars because like towards like the last like three quarters, some of the lives she in- she's in, I just felt, they just got annoying to me. And I was like, I felt like, a- like I just was guessing. I was like, I don't feel like she's going to stay here because like all these things that she's complaining about, like, can we just kick her back to the library by now? And like, right. So some of them, I was just kind of like speed reading hmm. for a little bit, which is why I think some people didn't like it uh, okay. which I understand because that definitely like, was repetitive annoying. kind of or kinda, yeah so like and also she gets kind of like really whiny and complainy about like being given this chance to go relive all these lives and find the one that she wants that's gonna make her truly happy like she has all these chances and then she's just like ah, but it's not good enough and over like Silly things like mm-hmm. so. She like works at like a music store in her root life or something like that, and in one of the lives, cause like she's still in that same city, and she walks by and it's been closed or something like that. Like it's not in business anymore, and so then she's like all bothered, and you're like, girl, like focus on you right now. Don't worry maybe. about that right now, and like she like worries about it for like um, some enough time that you're like, I don't care anymore. And then it does take a little bit to get going. So like the build up to her where they're building the story to let you know why it is that she commits suicide like they're not instantly like hi man she did this like they're building it up and they're letting you know what is going on in her life and what has brought her to this decision like she made this decision I think a lot of people give up in that chunk so I would say if you're reading it and you're feeling it slow wait till she's in the library like definitely give it a chance because so much happens while she's in the library like I don't want to give away anything that happens because it'll give away the ending and like you'll learn way too much that you all should learn on your own while reading it but definitely hang on through until she gets to the library I didn't have any problems with it I didn't think it was slow but a lot of the other reviews that I've read are mostly people starting it and struggling to continue so I say just continue and give it through until she's at least in probably like her second book life power through it yeah got it just give it like a little bit if you're struggling some people might but but still like four four and a half that's solid four and a quarter it was yeah it was still really good I'd probably read it again I think it's a really interesting concept yeah that was another thing that I loved is yeah I've never read a book that was like this kind of concept that like you're gonna go to this library and you can like relive parts of your life that like like I mean it makes sense because also I think like when she like quit the band she was like 18 or something when she quit swimming yeah. she was like 12 and it's like yeah there's definitely things that like i wish i could go back at like 12 and and not
0: quit or do yeah, yeah. see so what yeah. would happen
1: or like go talk to my 18 year old self and be like hey you study this in college or like maybe don't go to college like hey just... don't marry that guy exactly yeah <laughs> see like you could have gone back and been like call off the wedding or don't date the guy like you could have you- had Do you know me? I wouldn't have even believed myself. I would have been like, whatever. Oh, yeah. No, I would have. I would have been like, "Mm, I'm having a stroke. Goodbye. Yeah. Right. I'm like, this is stress. Do I have Bell's palsy? Is my face numb? But also then I probably would still have done whatever it was that my future self told me not to do. And then like four years later, been like, (sighs) was that really my future self? Yeah, right. Like once
0: it like made sense or you like did regret that thing, you'd be like, oh, right.
1: Yeah. That's why I do kind of like how this one is. It's not like she's like going back and like talking to herself or anything. She's going back and taking over her body. She just
0: gets to live in it.
1: Yeah, and like and that's That's thing like in like some of her body she is like super ripped, like nine percent body fat, and she's like, oh, look at me, I am amazing. Like this is so different. Like you're
0: not amazing. This version of you is.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But she gets to like see like, oh, do you love your body anymore when it's like super ripped, and then it's like oh, maybe it turns out that's self-love on the inside and we need to work on ourselves. Oh, the biggest yeah. lesson. But I definitely, I highly recommend this. It was, like I said, it was pretty quick read. Like it's not that big of a book, but definitely makes you think a lot. Nice. And there's a ton of crap that happens while she's like in the library that I didn't talk about because I did not want to give any of it away, but. That's exciting. I, d- I still want to read this book. I'm totally going to. Yeah, I would say if it wasn't Kindle, I'd let you borrow, but you can just borrow it from Susie and it'll be fine. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, what we have next? Um, next month we have, or no? Do we have another one? No, we have. We're next in February now. After this, aren't we? Uh, are we actually in February for this one? Yeah, we will be. Yeah. Uh, minis will be back next month. Yay! Are we gonna do like romantic minis? Because probably always fun. Mhm. It's the month of love. <laughs> love it. Uh, yeah. We have that. We have Black History Month, so we'll probably throw something in with that. And yeah, we'll just kind of go from there. So uh socials like i said matt Hague. if you want to get at me and tell me i'm pronouncing your name wrong or if anyone else knows that's fine uh, Please help. instagram isn't it Pastor bedtime and twitter i i p y b underscore pod got it right that time <laughs> you did it
0: uh you can also check out our website to see what's in our archive what we've talked about in the past
1: and what's coming up next at isn't it past your bedtime.com we got the gmail if you have lots to say want to send us an email isn't it past your bedtime at gmail then rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends. We really appreciate it. And we'll talk to everybody later. Bye, everyone. Bye.